Broadcasting from the Big Peach of Atlanta, Georgia, a show unfiltered, unscripted, raw. The Patriot Angle Podcast. Guys. guys, welcome, 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 welcome. Guys, we got a guest here joining us, Dr. Casey Shaman. If I'm pronouncing your last name correctly, I hope I am. It's my middle welcome, name. Casey. Um, how are you doing? It's kind of. It sounds like how Michael Jackson says Shimon. <laughs> Shimon. Okay. I'm well. Uh, uh, Casey. Casey, uh, you got a tremendous story. Um, I actually have been watching a couple of episodes from previous shows you've been on, uh, where you've gotten into your story, uh, went, you know, through life journey and everything. Uh, do you want to care to kind of explain that on my show? Because I'm telling you right now, Casey, you got a tremendous story, tremendous, and I'd love to have my listeners uh, pretty much piggyback off and catch up to that story. Uh, no problem. Would love to share. Um, I am from Dayton, Ohio. Um, I uh, come from a convoy. Um, I I joined the army when I was seventeen. Um, after my mom tried to kill me, um, and oh wow, the experience of that uh, of my mom trying to kill me made me feel like I had something to live for. Um, and it it kind of bolted right. me out into the world because of, I ended up being homeless, which led to me joining the army. And it's so funny because when I first um, was getting ready to join the army, um, I actually just played on the recruiting station's phone for about four or five weeks. And then I got the courage. Um, and then that sent me to um, I was in uh, basic training, of course, in um, South Carolina. Then um, after I went there i was in virginia for a little while and that led me to um korea and i was in south korea for a year before i went to um kansas and then from kansas i went to iraq i was in iraq for um about four months um i had knee surgery before iraq so i kind of um came off of my profile so that i could go to war with my friends um and I don't regret it. Um, but um, so I was there for four months before I came back um, and ended up getting out of the military and moved here to Atlanta. Since living in Atlanta, um, I have I used to be a member of a church uh, for about six years. Um, during that time, I took minister training classes and things in that nature. Um, but I got my um, degree and applied management with the emphasis of psychology. Um, And um, well, I started that in Phoenix, the church that I belong to, it was here in Atlanta. Then we moved to Phoenix to help a new um, branch of it, a satellite church. And I started school at the University of Phoenix and its subsidiaries. Um, And from there, I um, ended up getting my degree from from Grand Canyon. 
Um, so uh, after that, oh. it kind of got married. I had children, got divorced. Pretty happy about that because um, it was like a stifling type of marriage. It was very, um, it was it was complex because I am a, a determined, strong person. I've always been on my own. Um, and when I got married, I never really wanted to get a divorce, but we weren't um, on the same wavelength. So when it was time for me to um, start helping people when we were married, he used to question me because I had PTSD. So um, that became kind of an overshadow of our relationship. And he used to use it against me like it was a tool or a weapon. So I ended up getting divorced um, and I moved back here to Atlanta. I love Atlanta. It's the best place on earth. And uh, once I got back here in Atlanta, I began developing my book, Spiritual Human Behavior. At the time, it was called um, The Eleven Theories because I I couldn't figure out the name initially. And um, that book turned into a, uh, I believe it's nine hour audio book. Um, and it took me about 10 years to actually complete it. And then I also um, wrote some more books. So I have now I have a series of books wow. um, that's a spirituality yeah, that's... Um, outside of religion, um, in addition to the book that I wrote when I first got out of the military. Yeah, that's that's pretty fascinating. I mean, you and I pretty much uh, reside in the same backyard, so to speak, in Atlanta. Uh, I'm pretty much in northwestern Atlanta, over near uh, Atlantic Station, uh, which is very okay. close to Midtown. Uh, actually, mm-hmm, on the side mm-hmm. of the expressway, pretty much, right? Right. Um, I'm I'm down so close to the airport. Stuff. Oh wow. Okay. So South Atlanta. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm reading here. Uh, you know, with your show. You know, um, the uh, it's my time, right? Is that is that currently the show? I know it was launched in uh, oh, right no, around what no. 2006. That, that is wrong? my first oh, book. That, that's your first book, okay? Do you want to basically yes. explain to us a little bit about your show? You know how you got into the whole podcasting industry. Well, I started podcasting um, in 2010, and that podcast was. Um, I think it was still Speaking Freedom Radio, but on that podcast, my yeah. name was, it's um, uh, my Casey or something. I'm not sure. I think it was a play on words because of my last name. And um, I started when I stopped going so to church. So you kind of went well, through right? a couple names to get your base in, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I, when I was in church, yeah, yeah. I always talked about um, wanting to be Um, Dr. Casey one day. So that was my overall goal. But when I started, I was just um, trying to understand about myself, about religion and the world that I existed in. But my first initial shows was really, I think, mostly about religion and um, kind of breaking away from a lot of those type of strongholds. So when I first started, it was on Blog Talk Radio. Oh my gosh, you know how old that was. And um, it it was oh, yes. off and on. We moved a lot and that kind of made it difficult. So I really wasn't able to keep up, keep up with it after the first, probably about first four or five shows. And then after that, um, yeah. I, I took breaks off and on. And then recently... Um, last year is when I really start putting out Speaking Freedom TV content because I spent um, from the beginning of the pandemic 
up until now even I record video. So if, if I hear something, I just, um, I press record on my phone and I just do a video. It's not never, uh, I have probably two videos that actually feature me, but the goal is not for the attention to be on me. The goal is for the attention to be on the content. So, much. Um, I mean, you see, yeah, you see, Casey, you see, like, you're pretty much, like, you see an idea, you're going to go for it, pretty much, right? I mean. I have to, it, and and because, well, it depends. Um, I yeah. have a lot of ideas. So when I first started um, this era of Speaking Freedom TV and Speaking Freedom Radio, it really was um, me writing on Instagram a lot in, initially, and I would just talk about different stuff that um, interests me. Or if I was learning something, I would share what I was learning. I would put all my research up and I would have a lot of ideals. But I have like movie ideals. I have song ideals. I have a lot of different ideals that I can't use. So back in 2013, 2014 and 2015, I really would just have just uh, my my little cousin calls it. Um, word vomit. So I would have ideal vomits where I would just put all of these ideals out there. And some of them actually came to fruition. So um, I do have a lot of ideals, but I realized that just because an ideal is good doesn't mean it's for me. Sometimes that ideal may be something for somebody else and maybe a seed for me to plant so that, you know, we can have, you know, more of what we need in the world <laughs> as far as content goes anyways. Oh, absolutely. 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 I mean, you know, you always have to, you know, push yourself to, uh, to high limits in life. You know, um, you see an idea, you know, shoot for the stars, you know, like if it doesn't work out, you know, it doesn't work out. You know, you go to the next idea, the next agenda, the next, uh, the next funnel cloud, I call it in your head and work off that that narrative and continue building it because eventually casey you're going to build your brand you're going to build your material and it's going to get to you it's going to get to a point where where you want it to be you know it might not work out the first time the second time the mm -hmm. third time but that's life you know you sometimes it doesn't work out for us until like we're in our 50s and 60s you know and <laughs> I hey, feel like it's know. working. Um, right now, I have gotten up to like I'm. I'm actually shooting for an end of the month goal of six hundred thousand views. Um, I am at five ninety one or so right now. So I think that it's beginning to pay off, and I am doing a lot of things. Um, that before before I actually start putting out this content, it was like I was hoarding it. I just kept it, and I was keeping it, and okay. I was keeping it. And then um, I just said, you know what, it's time to just do it because um, in the midst of a lot of people passing away, uh, for whatever reason they've passed away recently, um, it made me feel like I wanted to make sure that I put what I was meant to give into the world into the world. Because if I'm holding on to it, I know people that got thousands of songs, you know, they have all this stuff that they don't never release. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Like Andre 3000, he probably got millions of songs he recorded but nobody knows because he doesn't release it so if he doesn't release it well you really kind of like, at a certain time you know you really yeah you release yeah. it off at a certain time the precise time when you're ready you know when you're ready to release it you just release it to the world you know sometimes I think that's the best fear will make you feel like you not you can't be ready fear will stifle you 
um, especially if you have anxiety of any kind, it'll stifle you and make you feel like, yeah. well, I don't know, is it ready? Is it ready? So sometimes you even have to push past um, whether you feel ready or not, because, you know, it's always an excuse you can use. <laughs> I, I could tell you, yeah, I could tell you the same, uh, uh, Casey, you know, a lot of people ask me the same question, you know, like, uh, you know, do you consider yourself a podcast host or you consider yourself a content creator? Out of that question, very, very uh, uh, highly, you know, uh, I'm like, you know what? I, I really consider myself a content creator because, you know, I'm constantly uh, publishing material uh, towards like social media, you know, Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, now we have True Social and, you know, all the TikTok and, you know, so much platform. It's so you know? much more so than really just myself a content a creator. Yeah. The po- hosting exactly. the podcast yeah, is like the the bare minimum of what it really takes to own and operate um, a podcast, especially if you're trying to do streaming. If you're you're going to, I mean, YouTube is one thing, but then you get Vimeo, you have um, Roku apps. You can do oh, so much, many so much content is out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's so much avenues. Out there was explore your material and build that brand you know because i could tell you to go when we started this thing here me and you know uh, two other friends that helped me with this i mean the imagery the the graphics you know everything we weren't there we we started off at on a little company called anchor.fm and you know we still use .fm to you know broadcast our audio Mm -hmm. you know to to let it pretty much launched throughout the digital world and Spotify, now Amazon Music and Audible and Amazon Alexa. It's like, you see that, you're like, wow. You know, you you actually can see your brand and your material grow like literally every single day. And it's amazing. It really is, you know. The 30 years ago, we never even had this. What's that? The growing process is the best because um you the watching yourself grow and develop and you know strategically change things as it evolves and it, it's i think that's the best part i like i help a lot of people um overcome success and i say overcome success because success in general can be very overwhelming and the growing process of success and balancing whatever your life uh lifestyle is whatever your whoever's in your household and all of those things, it can be, it can take you by storm. So I always like to see a person. Um, I the the one of my favorite come up stories is Cardi B. Now people have a way of feeling about her, about her political views and the things that she's into. But if you look at who she was, yeah, when she I heard started, a little bit of that on your on your previous up. episodes of shows you've been on. <laughs> when, yeah. when you, but when you look at her with her messed up teeth and her real, you know the coming from the street to where she is now growing into motherhood and family and movies and TV, you know, to see somebody's rise and see them develop and grow into their fullness is a blessing to me. Isn't she originally from Atlanta? I mean, she's originally from here, right? Atlanta? No, no. Uh, Cardi B is originally from New York. Now Sierra is from Atlanta. um, But Cardi B. I always get them confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because if you could hear my accent, I'm originally from the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and uh, okay. I've been living in Atlanta for about uh, going on four years now. So, 
you know, it's it's like home, you know, but without <laughs> the big giant sky, skyscrapers, you know, the five barrels. So do you like what it? I miss? You know, I miss I miss the culture. I, I like it down here. Like I said, it, re it resembles a little bit of New York, you know, I'm uh, mainly South Atlanta, like over near, you know, uh, Garnett and, you know, stuff over there that that area uh, resembles okay. a little bit of Bronx and Brooklyn. But yeah, I mean, I like Atlanta. You know, it's it's not home, though. I can tell you that. But, but, <laughs> yeah, of course. So um, uh, I want to get into a little bit of your uh, uh, with my show. You know, I'm, I'm a little different from most podcasters out there. I like to know everything about everything. You know, sometimes I go to the present or sometimes I go to the past. You know, uh, I do that on purpose to uh, to basically understand that person that I'm talking to, because each person is different. You learn a little bit differently from their past. Maybe you learn differently from their future. Their future might ex uh, explain them a lot clearer than their past or their past. You know what I mean? V vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to your, your military days, right? You're, you're a former uh, uh, army vet. Yes. Uh, you want to get into that or? Uh, what is it that you would like to yeah, know? Uh, uh, so military for me, it was a, um, I think one of the, um, best, I, one of the best decisions that I've made, but if you have any specific questions, let me know. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get into, uh, some of your early, your early, early, uh, uh, days of the military, maybe, uh, uh, boot camp training. Uh, how was that? I hear a lot of stories about that constantly, you know, with the boot camp. So, you know, was, was it rough on you? It, for, for me, boot camp was, um, it was interesting. It was definitely challenging because I wasn't used to that type of activity um, on such a consistent basis, the road marches and things like that. But it was great. It was, um, I, I was coming from a situation where I was technically homeless. So getting into the army and going to boot camp, it was like an adventure. It was a journey. It was, um, again, one of the best experiences that I've ever had in my life because it set me on a path to, um, to greatness. So I went to the army and I wanted to get disciplined. When I went to the army, I wanted to um, just get some structure in my life more than what I had at the time. So I literally um, enjoyed basic training. I enjoyed, I mean, we had days where we would have to be in the um, push-up position for hours sometimes um, just because somebody did something wrong on rocks. But to me, it built my character. It built me as a person, my strength, my endurance in all of those other areas um, in ways that nothing else could have um, done. Now, listen, a lot of times we hear people talk about um, or the mindset of what boot camp is, is this rough, tough, and, you know, people are all in your face. But what I experienced is that a lot of times um, those drill sergeants were the nicest people on in the whole unit because you know they know how to deal with people but they would be tough on you and I love that I could see their um not so tough side because I would be like you was just laughing and stuff so I know you ain't really mad 
Um, so I love um, basic training. Um, AIT was a great experience also. Um, there is nothing um, that I would really complain about in my military experience specifically. Um, I had two knee surgeries when I was in the army. I had, um, I had, you know, I had a great time. Even when I was in, the only thing that I would complain about, if there was anything to complain about, is when I was in Iraq, my leadership made it a little bit more tougher for me. I think it was a shock that I volunteered to go to Iraq. Um, they thought that I was a sham artist. They thought that I was just, you know, trying to just coast on through. So when I took the lead in that area, it shocked them. And then once we got there and it was almost like they was picking on me, it was like, you know, I told them um, yeah. one time um, in Kuwait, I was telling them in one of the trainings that my cousin who had just came back from Iraq and was at my going away party told me, that if you get ambushed, how to get around an ambush. If they blow up one vehicle, lead the other people out of the way, out of harm's way, because it's a setup. Oh. So when I was saying oh, that sure. in the meeting, when I said it in the meeting, um, they panicked. They went and told the commander. I mean, I, they wanted to give me an Article 15 because they felt like I had said something wrong. And then um, when it came back, they was like, well, she said what she was supposed to say. Like, that was exactly what what she was supposed to do so from there it was almost like they had a chip on their shoulder for me um i ran do you think it made you stronger though i mean as a as a person as an individual I, i think that it definitely made me tougher i don't know if it if it made me stronger it made me i meant stronger from when you first went in right I mean, obviously. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it, it strengthened me, but it toughened me, too. And the strength and the toughness is two kind of different um, variations yeah. because the, the inner strength that was built from the discipline and the hard work and, the, you know, uh, for you don't know. But when I was on my final road march, it was a 15 kilometer road march. That means like about five miles or so. Um, I missed our bathroom break. And instead of whimpering out or anything else, I peed on myself and I marched all the way to the end, but it made me wow. feel prideful. It made me feel so um, good about what I had accomplished because I didn't let anything stop me. I didn't coward out. I didn't, you know, quit. I made it through regardless. And, you know, I think that a lot of people probably at the time was laughing and joking and all of that. Oh yeah. But yeah, I didn't you, feel you... shame about it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes today in the media, like they they make it, you know, such a, you know, uh, a different world. You know, you hear different stories of, you know, sometimes people, you know, they criticize the media and this. You know, now we're going through a society of just being woke, and I mean, everything is just it's just out of control. I think you know. It we are definitely in an interesting yeah. stage of life. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully sometimes I just like to take the switch and just go, boop, you know, and hopefully it goes back to normal, you know, but I don't I don't know if uh, if we've ever known a normal. Um, I think we were normal at one time, but, you know, I think a lot of it is to be blamed on, you know, uh, modern technology, you know, Mm -hmm. where they're basically they condition our minds, you know, a little bit and uh We've be, we, we've become conditioned. We've become uh, uh, pretty much programmed, 
you know, into mm-hmm. thinking that the norm today is actually uh, a healthy society when in all reality, it's not, you know, we're, we're literally killing ourselves, you know, through, uh, through technology, through uh, just everything, you know, it's, I look our, at our society today. Yeah. I look at our society today where I always have a wondering thought that raised through that raises through my mindset, thinking that, you know, how much, not only are much more can this world take, you know, through the hate, the, the hatred, the divideness, the, the fear mongering, you know, how much more can we take, you know, because, uh, well, you know, that, you, you that wonder, literally like, you is, know, there's got to be a breaking point. Right. That's one of the reasons why I began um, really putting out Speaking Freedom TV's uh, content, because my whole motive, my whole undertone of everything that I do is wrapped around love and truth. So um, the problem is that a lot of people do not like the truth. And um, it seems as though a lot of people also despise love um, or they've been with conditioning and trauma. A lot of people don't know how to give love or receive love, not authentically because they've never received or been given love, you know, so it is um, greatest challenges um, for me me is just trying to get people um love um i want to say themselves because a lot of people don't love themselves they've been conditioned to question themselves to belittle themselves to look at all the bad things and not honor what's good within i i think it has to do with a a lot how they were uh how they grew up you know uh you know what type style or environment they were around you know a lot of people want to blame it uh you know on on social media and technology yeah that could be blamed a lot on that you know but i mean there was technology you know in my time i mean i'm 40 years old and we had technology in the 80s and early 90s but uh, did we have of what they have today absolutely not there was no such thing no as Bluetooth but we, or, we had enough to where it would have had an influence on us if technology an impact a strong impact yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i mean because we definitely had very crazy stuff going on in our times i think the prop the difference i don't want to say the problem the difference is that it's visible more so now than ever before like back then you could hear about stuff or you you know the whispers about things but now um everything is captured on video and it's weird because um we don't know if people are doing things to be captured on video or they're doing things and then it it's just happens to be captured on video because a lot of things yeah is engineered. I mean, a lot of that could um, be yeah a lot of that could be looked as uh you know as spite you know like people do these mm-hmm. these heinous things just to just to you know to be you know to do it as as spite you know to but i, I understand what you're saying yeah absolutely um you know we live in a a very deranged society so to speak but it's just that because we have so many different perspectives so many different um environmental settings that have raised us all so many conflicting views 
so much um it's so many taboo topics that you can't really talk about or you can't talk about too much um so many secrets and hidden you know just we we are in a place where i think for a very long time um our society has just instead of addressing things and confronting things a lot of things are swept up under the rug it's put to the back we're not going to talk about it and then it's gotten us to a point now to now we don't know how to deal with anything because nothing was ever discussed and and even when i think about it just made me think about when um finances as young children we were always told you couldn't really know what was going on, you know, with the adult oh, yeah. finances or whatever. And now you people are wondering why people struggle with finances and can't keep their finances together because when they needed to learn it, when they needed to get some ideals about how it works, nobody would talk to them. So it's kind of and, like it's but it's so yeah. much it's almost like driving here. You get people oh, from absolutely. everywhere trying to drive and nobody is driving the same because everybody learns something different. I mean, the grand scheme is the same. Yeah, absolutely. The, the complexity of it, it, it varies. Do you, yeah, do, do you find that hard, you know, with your, your business practices? I mean, you are a, uh, a life counselor. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you also do uh, uh, different forms of uh, counseling. Do, do you find that difficult now with the society that we are in? You know, especially you touched on something very, very uh, important. You have to watch what you say now in society. Do, do you find that you know, a little difficult. It's an interesting place to be because um, you're teaching people to harbor feelings. And a lot of people um, do that um, regularly, but that's why we have so many people that lie and fudge the truth because people, especially religious people, they grow up in households where if you tell the truth and they don't like the truth, then you're going to get in trouble. So instead of getting in trouble for telling the truth, then I'm going to just tell you what you want to hear. And then there's a lot of people um, with that yes man effect just getting told what they want to hear just because somebody doesn't want to get in trouble or get fussed at. So nobody's real truth or opinion and nothing can get better because everybody is just kind of coaxing along, going along to get along, kind of, you know, well, I, I didn't want to hurt their feelings, but sometimes people's feelings need to be hurt. And not in a bad way, not in a spiteful, um, bitter, like I'm trying to hurt your soul way, but right. to hurt the surface level yeah. feelings <clears throat> it's to almost address like the, the deeper f- level issues. Yeah, it's almost like the, uh, you know, uh, the patient is almost fact-checking their, their counselor. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Unless you get a person that's questioning because of their own stuff instead of question, like, like, um, if you talk about anything, I would like for you to look up and research anything you hear me talk about on online, anything that you see me say on any of the videos, because everything that I'm saying is researchable. It's not, no, you know, like, and a lot of people can't say that they, it's, it's a lot of people that will sell you a gimmick. It is a lot of people that um, that they took a class and now they're going to give you a class two weeks after they just finished that class. And they don't know shit from that. Uh, they don't know anything from that class because you're, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, I was going to say I was going to say I I, 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 uh, I actually pay a disclaimer to Spotify where I'm allowed to say that. So 
It's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, people see unfiltered, they think it's just a gimmick, but it's actually, you know, that's why I have unfiltered on there because <laughs> I, I like to express myself and, you know, I, I don't always curse on my show. I, 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 I when I'm talking to somebody, I, I, I'm looking at their, their body demeanor. So I will respect their body demeanor. So if you see me not cussing, like I normally cuss on my show, it's, <laughs> I'm not being fake. I'm just being respected uh, to that person. So uh, you know, it's you bring cool. up uh, a point here. I wanted to bring up something with you because um, uh, we, we've reached a society point right now, uh, Dr. Casey, with uh, with fact checking. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, what is your perspective on fact checking? Uh, do you think it should be uh, uh, introduced uh, to social media? Do you think it invades somebody's privacy of free speech on what to say? See now, because who's facts? If there is a, a, a um, several sets of facts <laughs> to almost every situation. So when I look at social media and um, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, and they do those little "this is false" because uh, they said it was false, it's not really false. Y'all just don't like the information that is being. It's opinion. Expressed. It's opinion based opinion. That's what it is. You yeah, know, right, it's, it's right, somebody's right. opinion that they don't like. Yeah, I was about to say that, but I wanted to see your viewpoint on it. Uh, I see fact checking more as opinion based than actual facts because nothing could be labeled an actual fact. There's so many different backgrounds mm -hmm. to that mm -hmm. argument. You know, that's why we live in a country that's based off of opinion. It's not based off of fact. I think that's what society is trying to bring us to uh, a society way, based on actual facts. The only way we could be factual yeah. is if we really go through history and look at the things that can be proven as happened, you know, like boom, 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 boom. Um, the things that have been duly noted and jotted down. Um, the things that can be cross-referenced and researched. That's when I think about facts, I think about cross-referencing and, and research because anything that I tell you, um, if I if I tell you one of my things that I like to make sure that everybody know is when it comes to religion, Christ is a title, not a name. Now, in order for me to tell you that Christ is a title, not a name, I would want you to go fact check that. That means go look at up the word Christ by definition and see what it says. And then as you go down to the bottom of like the, the way my phone works, it'll give you the word, the definition, and it'll tell you the origin of the word, how it got to where it is. That's the facts, <laughs> you know, like, oh, sure. but then even with that, when you look at, um, if you look at today's Webster dictionary and see what it says, um, for American, um, it's going to be a whole lot different than what the original Noah Webster dictionary that's like this big. It, it tells you a different um, version of what American is or the foundation of what uh, an American is. So um, truth is subjectional. Facts are like it can, you know, you can you can you can get back to a foundational conclusion of that. Um, but again, even when you think about reading books and all of that. Aside from the tombs in Egypt, um, I think everything else is probably opinionated because um, it it's is somebody, yeah, it's somebody's yeah. perspective of the information that they receive. Because um, if, if you could tell me something, it's like the telephone game or one of those games where you could tell three people the same thing, and depending on the person, the mindset, their environment, what they know, 
they might take the same exact statement three different ways and project it to somebody else totally different. So it, it's, this, it's weird. This is, this is astounding. You know, like 30 years ago, I never had this conversation, you know, uh, you know, where it's grown so extreme now with this crap, you know, with fact checking and, Oh, you're, that's, that's, you're saying false information about COVID and this and that. I'm like, listen, this whole COVID thing is a whole a, different a, thing because um, the, the thing with COVID <laughs> is when you have when you have somebody like Dr. Fauci who is, um, who has stated that vaccines aren't good, like not me saying that he said it, but like videos of it coming out of his mouth that say vaccines are not good, Vax, the, the best vaccine is to get it, get exposure to it, heal from it, and then you'll be but if you post that right now, even though it came out of his mouth, they're going to tell you that's probably false information because now well, they yeah, want the Well, yeah, because they have to protect. Yeah, they have, they have to protect him, you know, because, you know, he's, don't get me started with Dr. Fraud there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's the, same, it's the same crap, you know, the same crap, you know. I mean, if we, have, if, if we haven't learned anything from this same idiot, from the 80s with the HIV AIDS epidemic. I mean, mm -hmm. he had everybody brainwashed. He put fear amongst men and women in the 80s. I mean, there were people, uh, you know, Dr. Casey, that they couldn't even go to bars and nightclubs in the 80s because they thought they were going to contract AIDS or something like that. And, you know, and that's I the mean, problem. It's, it's a lot of fear mongering like said earlier. Yeah, I mean, the... the I think I heard this on uh, uh, Dr. Savage there, Michael Savage of uh, the Savage Nation cast there out in California, saying at one point that they, they were closing the uh, the bathhouses in San Francisco you know, because people were afraid to go to massage parlors. They were going to get some kind of aid. You know, I mean, it's it's all fear. It, you know, it's it's just one big propaganda set by the mainstream media to, to impose that over somebody. You know, it's 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 a prop game. You know, it's it's you know the the media right now uh, is probably looked at as probably the fourth branch of the government. You know, literally. It really, honestly, it's yes. Um, it, it's so crazy because I wonder how the rest of the world sees us. Like what? Are there opinions? I mean, I now I recently within the last I want to say within the last four or five months seen a um uh, uh one of those you know how they used to have those African videos where they would have the kids on there and like hey send three dollars to help the kids. They had one of those for America. There was one of those yeah. those um those commercials for America, like America is having this so terrible time and if you could just donate. And I was like, oh, my God, we're a third world country. Well, I know we're damn near third world. I mean, we're losing freedoms and liberties every single day. You know, I mean, look, look, look what COVID's done to us in the last two, almost three years. Damn near destroyed our uh, our sovereignty as a country. You know, where they, I, and I think that it was it was more about gaining control or trying to measure the amount of control that it still had over the people. Because um, prior to that, it seemed as though, you know, there wasn't a lot of governmental control over people. But then that sure. whipped them right back into shape because now we know, one, yeah. they'll panic. If we tell them anything, anything, 
I had it was a, a meme that said the reason why they don't tell us about aliens is because y'all gonna go do what y'all did and buy up everything and panic like crazy people. Oh, sure, because, sure, you know, sure. Like, so yeah, um, I I had the honor actually to talk to a uh, or a CIA uh, agent uh, uh, twice actually on my show. It's been on my show, and uh, he was gonna go into great detail with that but you know obviously you know information he's you know but i mean we, we kind of we kind of understand what, what really mm-hmm. could be possibly in the bunkers there in uh area 51 uh, i think it has to be kept secret you know uh to basically try to control uh our our society here in our country you know because mm-hmm. if anybody found out that there was little green men you know, there were grays and this and that, you know, can you imagine yeah, like uh, it would more cause than what hysteria? It would cause hysteria. Yeah, it would cause hysteria. I think, you know? I think some, in some ways it may be freeing because now, you know, that everything that they're telling us is made up. <laughs> sure. Sure. Dr. Casey here. I got about a minute left here. Uh, I have to close it out here because I got to get ready for a uh, a 7.30 uh, show. I have to be committed to another show. Uh, The floor is yours, ma'am. If you have any information that you might want viewers or listeners that uh, will be listening to this on audio and also on Twitch and Rumble uh, shortly after, uh, how can they find you? I am on Instagram at Speaking Freedom. Um, I have actually two Instagrams, Speaking Freedom and Speaking Freedom TV. You can follow both of those. If you want to watch Speaking Freedom TV, you can go to speakingfreedomtv.org. And uh, all the episodes, I have 11 seasons up. Season 12 will begin um, in July. And um, it is a lot of information about probably anything that you can think of or imagine. Um, I just started my um, explicit adult lounge um, because I am a sex coach also. So I offer um, some more adult level content, um, but that is for subscription on Patreon um, and that also speaking freedom lounge um, and just follow me if you would like. I have a lot of information. I have several books at edu-freedom.org backslash shop. And I have faith books and workbooks. I have um, a book about spiritual human behavior, which is really geared about helping you identify defense mechanisms, the root of those defense mechanisms and how to heal so that you can um, tap into and develop your purpose. So that is everything that I have. I really just hope that you learn to love and accept yourself, that you take every experience that you've ever had and look for the lesson in it because even the bad things can be a lesson even if it's just to not do that same thing the exact way again so i pray that you um have peace love and prosperity in your life amen amen to that uh thank you dr casey shaman did i say it right i'm terrible with shimon <laughs> you shimon. gotta do it like okay, michael so jack dr. <laughs> shimon so dr yeah. casey shimon Thank you very much for joining us today, taking your time out of your busy schedule. And uh, guys, you heard it. Uh, you can find her everywhere, basically. Uh, she just gave you a whole list of uh, great avenues. Uh, thank you yeah. very much. Thank you for having me. All righty.